0: Hi, this is Tom Harvey, the Economy Guy. This podcast is all about macroeconomics. It's what's going on in the world around us and what it is, can possibly do for us or to us. And welcome. This is an educational show. I want to just give you facts, figures, and some of my opinions so that you can make your own personal informed investing decisions. It is Sunday, March 29th, and this is the economy guy, Tom Harvey. This is the transitory week. We are transitioning in the virus this week, and we are transitioning in the economics of the world this week. Hang on to your hats and your wallet. Okay, let's look at the markets. Let's start with the markets. What happened this last week? The Dow Jones 30 ended up at 21,637. That was up about 2,500 points. Wow, up 25%. Does that mean that we're all done? That things, the world is good and that we're going to uh, uh, be going up from now on? Everything's fine? I don't think so. The 10-year treasuries were at 0.75%, down slightly, roughly even. That uh, told me the Fed is gaining control of interest rates. Remember, don't fight the Fed because they came out with some big packages recently. You'll hear about it. Oil, oil prices, 21.84, down two bucks, down, that's amazing, oil's getting cheaper, that's very bad for oil companies, if you're buying shares of oil companies, you may well, wait a while because their price, their value's going down, uh, gold, gold, 1630, that's up $130 in a week, uh, that's a major, major rally, uh, what does that mean, does that mean it's going to try to, uh, punch through the $1,700 an ounce mark, it's uh, b- bounce up again it, against it twice, uh, and this is be the third attempt. It may make it this time, it may not. We'll have to wait and see, uh, but I suspect it is going to try to hit that 1700 How about the volatility index, the VIX? It was 65, the same as last week, no change. Big red flag, red flag, very nervous. Big, big, big nervous. What happened last week is on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we had three days where the stock market went up, 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 and up, and up. And it continued going up. It went up forever. And on Friday, it came down again a little bit. Uh, A lot, actually, in the big scheme of things. But uh, what does that mean? Well, I think stocks are... We're not done yet with this uh, route in stocks. Uh, That could have been a big bear trap happening. Well, time will tell. You only see them in the rearview mirror. But we will see. Uh, Everything else is kind of going the way it is. It looks like oil is saying, hey, there's less demand and more supply. That means prices are going down. Uh, The virus is causing less demand, and the uh, Saudis are causing more supply. That's not good if you're in the oil business. So... You see oil stocks going down. I imagine countries like Russia are hurting, hurting, hurting. Somebody is uh, giving them a big pinch. Wow. And don't overlook the VIX. We are in a staggeringly fearful market. People are reacting with their decisions. So these are not thoughtful decisions. These are panicky decisions. Panicky on the way down and the way up. That panic on the way up, you can give the word greed to. But, uh, yeah, people are making fast, snap decisions. That's what's happening. Hang on, I'll be back with the news of what happened this last week. Okay, we're back again with the economic news. Three big things happened this last week. They were the unemployment claims number. The Fed got very busy printing their, getting their printing press all oiled up. And the Congress was busy too. Hard to believe the politicians could do anything, but they did. Let's talk about each one of these things. First, unemployment claims. These are new people saying, I'm not working, pay me please. They go to their state and they ask for help. 3.2 million people did that last week. 3.2 million. That happens to be Six times the previous high number ever, which happened about 2008. Six times. Uh, That should be a massive red flag. That says, oh my God, we've just fallen over the cliff. However, I would say watch out for this coming week because the cliff just got steeper, I bet. 3.2 does not represent everybody that's out of work. It represents a small number of them that are out of work. The actual number must be higher, must be. Uh, The state unemployment websites where people apply were crashing because of the volume of people. Remember, uh, let's put everything in perspective. There are 160 million people employed in the United States of the about 330 million uh, citizens in the United States. Roughly half the people are employed. Okay, well, 16 million of those 160 million Work in the leisure industries, that's restaurants and hotels and nice things like that, right? Well, none of those people are working. So 16, So, but the unemployment number is only 3.2, not 16. So I suspect the number is going to get much bigger this coming week. The TSA says that there's an 80%, thats eight eighty 80% drop in the people traveling in the United States today. Uh, that's tough for airlines. They're laying off too. That's more people on the unemployment rolls. This all points to a very, very negative employment situation. Uh, the unemployment figure is going to be staggering. The unemployment claims this coming week is what's really to watch. And it's going to be, I believe, bigger than 3.2 million. So the number has to be great. In fact, that's the number to watch where it has to slow down eventually. The second thing that happened this week is the Fed started uh, to buy corporate bonds. They started pumping money. They are doing their thing. They, How did they do it? Oh, I'll make it real easy for you. They oiled up the printing press. They started printing monies. They created a little thing where they loan the money to the Treasury, and the Treasury gives them a little promissory note, and the Treasury goes out and buys corporate bonds. You see, the Fed, it's illegal for the Fed to buy corporate bonds. They are only allowed to buy U.S. Treasuries or government-backed securities like uh, mortgage-backed securities. Ginny May, Fannie Mae, that kind of stuff. Okay, well, that's how they did it. And the uh, what that meant was that the Fed's current account, that's how much money they uh, of things they own now, ex- now exceeds $5 trillion. Red flag, red flag, red flag. New historic high, $5 trillion. Uh but I predict it's going to $10 trillion in the very short distance. Before this virus thing's over, you're going to see that their current account's $10 trillion. So they're printing money like it's no tomorrow. And what else happened? The Congress, bless politicians. God, can you believe that they actually could do something? They passed a bill. That means both the House of Representatives and the Senate both passed the same bill. And it's worth $2.2 trillion of money we don't have. And it's going to rescue us from the virus, economically speaking. And it's going to give money to all the businesses affected. Small, medium, large, airlines, you name it. And to people. We're going to helicopter money to people. Everybody's getting $1,200 per person. When and how, don't ask me. Watch the newspaper, perhaps. They'll tell you. Stay tuned, I'm going to give you some weird news that's going on in this virus world. Are you ready to hear about some weird things going on in the virus world? Well, here's a bunch of them. You'll love it. This is the entertainment portion. Uh, Let's talk about supply chains. Where do we get our stuff from? How about the testing swabs that we use to test whether a person has the virus or not? There are only two companies in the world that actually manufacture these things and guess where those two companies are located in the same city no not china i bet that was your first guess it's milan italy ooh, ooh, ooh. well they're having a problem there and uh all the supplies are ready to ship but nobody wants to touch them oh well let's see uh Now, how about the Chinese? Nobody trusts the numbers that they're coming out with. Nobody trusts the number of deaths or anything, right? Uh, Here's a little statistic. Did you know there, since the virus has hit, there are 21 million less cell phone accounts in China? Well, why would a person stop their cell phone account? Well, maybe they don't have the money. Yeah, that is a good reason. But maybe they died. But... 21 million is a lot more than the number of deaths cited by the Chinese. Uh, the Wuhan residents, the people in the city itself, are saying that the Chinese government's been lying about their statistics, and they're kind of upset about that, and that uh, they're lying about the number of new cases that are actually continuing to happen, because the Chinese government's officially saying zero new cases. And uh, also, the Wuhan residents went on a, a rampage, I would call it a riot. And uh, where they were uh, turning over police cars and doing all that kind of stuff on Saturday, this last Saturday, it was quite a show. Uh, I hope that's not something that will come west. They leave it in China. Here's an interesting Swiss statistic you'll enjoy, which was came about from the virus deaths. There are three, actually four, but three nationalities in Switzerland. There's the uh, the Germans, the French, and the Italian. All Swiss, of course, but. That speak those three languages. And if you look at the deaths of the people due to the virus, and you at, then calculate what the uh, case fatality rate is for those each of the three nationalities, the Germans, it's a 0.6% of the people die if they catch it. The French, 1.4% die, and the Italians, 4.4%. Now, that should give you rise for thought. I didn't I want to acknowledge that there are something called the Romash, who came from the Romans, speak a different language, a fourth language, and it's but it's a small part of, and I don't have the statistics. I apologize to the Swiss there, because they're doing a great job. Uh, but interesting. Interesting. Why? Why? The Germans just naturally more healthy? I don't know. And uh, let's finish up with a quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald. During his time... Of quarantine due to the Spanish flu. We're talking about 1918. He wrote this. The officials have alerted us to ensure we have a month's supplies of necessities. Zelda and I have stocked up on red wine, whiskey, rum, vermouth, absinthe, white wine, sherry, gin, and Lord, if we need it, brandy. Please pray for us. There's a man that could uh, speak words well. So, stay tuned. I will be back with what's coming up in the world next. So, what does all of that mean? Where are we going? What's happening with the virus and our economy? Well, let's do the obvious thing first. The number of people that are unemployed is massive, and is going to explode. You think it's big yet? It's going to explode from here. Some 10 to 30 million, probably, will be unemployed. That will look just like, in terms of percentages, the Great Depression, the 30s. So don't be surprised if you start hearing that on the news. It is uh, probably where we're going. However. And here's part two. However, Congress and the Fed, together, arm in arm, are doing what they can to keep the economy running. Why is that? Well, if we go into a depression, which if we do nothing, we will, it will take a long, that's L-O-N-G, long time to come out of it. If we can keep the economy ticking over, and that's the purpose of printing all those dollars and sprinkling them with helicopters all over people, if we can keep that economy ticking over, then we can come back much faster. The economy won't tank like it would in a depression. Here's the argument that you're going to hear. Doesn't keeping the economy going jeopardize lives? Question mark? Well, minimizing exposure minimizes deaths. So that's what we can do. Minimize your exposure, for crying out loud. And the government can identify areas, that's physical areas, of low exposure. And start work and productivity in those areas safely, or more safely so that's what they're thinking about doing, and that's what they're doing, and why they're printing all that money. And uh, on oh, P.S., uh, one of those safe areas is not New York City, of course, or New Orleans. Uh, yes, the states are having their own fun times with this because the states are really responsible for controlling the virus, and uh, federal government's giving them guidance and supplies and money and that kind of stuff. Now, what can you do, listeners? What's your responsibility in this environment? First, keep yourself safe. Second, keep your family safe. Take responsibility for all of you. Third, is keep your neighbors safe. Do the neighborly thing. And with that, I wish you a wonderful week that's coming. We live in the most exciting times you could ever hope for. This is it. This is great. These are opportunity times, and they're also tragic times. They come together. And this is the Economy Guy signing off. Thank you for joining us. Please hit the subscribe button on your podcast reader to get future podcasts. This is Tom Harvey. I am an investor myself, not a financial advisor. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade, and we disclaim any responsibility for any negative effects of actions people might take.